This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's on the outside. He's on. Oh, he got it. Ashley Barnes with it. What a cross from Rory. And there was Ashley Barnes. And Burnley leading the Derby. Obviously, quickly. Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. Burnley won it to the end. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he got on the outside, comes inside, comes on the shot. Oh, what a goal! Manuel Benson once more. That is top class. Burnley have done it. Fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, ahead of this weekend's clash against Crystal Palace in the Premier League, back at the turf. It's been a while since we've been at the turf, hasn't it? Although, judging by the results so far this season, at the turf, well, anyway, really. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably better off we're away from home, but it's probably better off we just don't play at the minute, isn't it, I guess? But uh, obviously, Palace is one of the teams that isn't in the cluster of eight teams at the top where you could just be like, oh, well, we lost, you know, it's fine. So we're going to have to start picking up points soon. But we said that in the Brentford pre-game show. We sent that in the Bournemouth pre-game show. And we both, well, we all know what happened there. Um, and it wasn't great news. It wasn't good performances. And we are back to square one. Obviously, if you're watching all the podcast, you'll see I'm joined by D, and he's from the back of the nest pod. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's been a while, as we said on our preview as well, but it's good to be talking to you again, bro. 
Yeah, definitely, mate. The, 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 the podcast, to be honest, our podcast, and I'm sure yours is as well, has, has gone up in viewers and stuff recently. We tend to get a lot more viewers recently. Thanks to last season, really. Gained a lot of fans and stuff, especially a lot of South African fans um, because of Lyle. Um, but those who've been watching the podcast for a while will, will recognise DD was on the show quite a lot in the early days of the show. So, yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back, should I say, mate. How have you been? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, basically flirting with mid-table as usual. Nothing's changed. Yeah, we still have Roy standard. Hodgson. <laughs> we, yeah, standard. We, we gone. We had Patrick Vieira, but we're back to Roy Hodgson as as soon as you get promoted to the Premier League. So, look, well, Palace is is pretty much <laughs> the same Palace that you know. <laughs> we're we're yeah. a few additions, of course, that we didn't have last time around. I mean, we got Gay and Anderson and all these other players, but yeah, it's it, Crystal Pies are Crystal Pies. Let's just say that there's nothing new. Yeah, nothing new with Palace. Still in mid-table, still nowhere near relegation, still nowhere near Europe. That's, that's a tick for everything with Palace, isn't it? But uh, just before we get started, I just want to remind everybody for the, for the 23-24 season, the Turfcast podcast pre-game show is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every televised Burnley fixture over the course of the season. So instead of turning on the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down your local Green King pub to get closer to the action this season. Green King have launched the Green King Sport Instagram page um, where there'll be loads of, of fan content, deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts. So get over there now before you miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram and you won't just be the first to know about all of this. You'll be helping out Turfcast as well. So please do go. And I've done a bit of content for them as well. So if you want to go and check it out, feel free to. Um, and I've, I know I've said it on the Everton pregame show and other pregame shows. Me and Green King are working on some cords where these cords will give you 50% off your round at Green King pubs. So get ready for that. Keep your eyes peeled on social media and stuff like that. But anyway, D, Burnley versus Palace. Talk to me. Um, your season, it's... Uh, I look at Palace and sometimes I look at Palace and you're like knocking on the door of Europe. And then sometimes I look at Palace and you're knocking on the door of relegation. But nothing ever happens. And again, this season, you're down in 13th. Had a decent start, but out of your last three... Uh, lost your last two, draw one and won at United before the last three, obviously, and then another draw there as well. So what's your start to the season been like, mate? I'll be honest, before the last, before the Newcastle game, I'd say it was probably a seven or eight out of ten start to the season. Um, yeah. The reason why I'm saying that is because the amount of injuries we've had to the start of the season and still picked up results here and there has been... Has been amazing. Like I didn't expect it. We haven't seen a minute of Elise so far this season. Eze has been out for, uh, well, he's meant to be out for five to six weeks with an injury, so we missed him in quite a few games as well. Um, we've had Dokore, well, Lerma out injured. We had Joe Wood. Uh, we've had Austin Edward. Um, at some point, it, injury crisis got so bad that Roy had to start writing down names on paper to know that he's going to have in training the next session. Like, it, 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 it's been absolutely terrible. Now, slowly, we're getting these players back. But despite that, as you said, we're, I think we're sitting 13th. Um, and we faced some difficult sides as well. Arsenal, we lost 1-0. Tottenham, 2-1. Um, Tottenham, it was our own goal that let us down. Arsenal was a penalty. So, look, defensively, we've been fantastic. Our problems have pretty much been, been in attack. And... We haven't brought in the players that we wanted to in the summer. Of course, we've lost Zaha now as well. Um, and in terms of strengthening the squad, uh, but our starting eleven is very good. I do, I do believe that. The thing is, we haven't had Eze or Elise playing together a single minute so far this season. Uh, even yeah. though Eze has featured in games, he hasn't been without Elise. So our attack has been lacking. 
Um, and I think that's been our downfall so far. And I expect an improvement once these players do come back. Yeah, you say your attack's been lacking. Um, just looking at some stats earlier, because we have just recorded a pre-game show for your channel, if you want to check it out, the link in the description. Um, you've scored eight goals so far this season. I know that's pretty poor, because Burnley scored eight goals so far this season. So we're up, we're on a similar level. Um, but obviously, the difference between you is you've only conceded 13, whereas we've conceded 25. So you're saying your attack has been a bit lacking. Would it be fair to say that your defence is quite strong at the minute? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Our defence, that's what gives me faith. Um, well, apart from Newcastle game, they they literally toyed with us. Most yeah. teams have struggled against us defensively, like especially in their attack. Um, because defensively, we went to Old Trafford, kept a clean sheet. Now, I know you're saying it's Man United, they're struggling, but it's still you know keeping a clean sheet at Old Trafford. Um, it's it's still a, a great you know thing to do. And also against Spurs, a side that's flying high. Um, the way they broke us down in first half. In that game, um, they didn't have a single shot on target, uh, which was incredible against a side that's been, you know, scoring goals, have that momentum. So defensively, we've been very good. I don't know where we rank now, but about the pre-Newcastle game, we were joint um, top in terms of clean sheets so far this season with Arsenal. And we've got some quality players there that maybe, um, if you haven't been watching Palace or following Palace, that we, we didn't have last time around. We've got Gahey, we've got Anderson, we've still got Tyreek Mitchell there. Yeah. I think Gay and Anderson are fantastic. Gay now Anderson's for brilliant. As well. I like Anderson. Anderson, um, who plays for his national side as well, you know, in, over in Denmark. So both of them internationals, very good. Um, modern centre halves. So you can play on the ball. Um, got you know, can ping out the passes. Um, so it's exactly what you expect from centre halves. And in front of them, we've added Lerma. Uh, next to Decore, which we didn't have last year. And Lerma's been out injured, but um, he was back for the Tottenham game. And I think he helped us significantly in defence as well um, in terms of the double pivot that we had. So, look, the defence, you can't really question it apart from the Newcastle game, which was, it was awful. That game was awful from the first minute to the last minute. Um, So, yeah, look, um, that's the one thing that I'm leaning on against Burnley. I think defensively, we, we, we should be very solid. It's about what attackers do we have to hurt you on the other side of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's a lot of teams have gone into um, games and said similar things, or said, "Oh, this area has not been great." Um, but then I think I think it was the, uh, the Brentford fan actually said, uh, "Well, no, we've not scored too many. They put three past us, mate." So <laughs> it's, it's, we, we have been pretty poor at the back. Um, we are going to need to improve, even against the Palace side that are struggling to score. Um, you referenced it already, and you made you made a bit of a joke about it. You said, "Oh, Palace is still Palace." You know, it's been a couple of years since you know we, we've like, mm. we, we've done something together. Nothing's changed. Palace is still Palace. What what are your intention ambitions? Sorry for, for for Crystal Palace's season because. It's one of them. Like you're not going to go down. I think. I think the bottom four, the bottom five, if you include the likes of Forest and Everton as well, bottom six are going to be the bottom six. Palace, Palace are more than safe. Um, but then you're looking at the likes of Newcastle and Villa now, who, who are there knocking on the door of the top six. So it's going to be very difficult to break into Europe. And forgive me for swearing, Brighton as well. Um, so, so where do you that see Palace finishing? Is it always just constantly mid-table or, or you are you just wanting to do a little bit more, maybe win a trophy somehow or, or, or try and break into this into this European sort of like cluster? Yeah, if we're talking about this season, I think the real... Not I was going to say realistic, but the aim is top 10. Like even finishing 10th, that would be ideal for us. It's a question of when you have ambition, it's hard to say, but when you have a manager who's going to be here for one season and then you have to bring in another manager, you have to go again next summer... Yeah. Palace, 
we've got a problem with the ownership model that we have right now. We've got three owners who I think want different things. One owner wants to take more risk than the other. The other wants to play it safe. Like Steve Parrish, he wants to make sure the new stand is built. So we increase the capacity, increase our revenue. Um, John Texter, he wants to do a bit more, a uh, bit quicker with the players that we've got as well. So we've got problems at the top in terms of um, making sure everyone's aligned to want to achieve the same thing. But in the short term, aim, it should be this squad fully fit. It, it, top 10 wouldn't be crazy. I don't think so. I think we have got the plays. We've seen it even so far this season. Like Defensively, we've been solid. When, when you bring in the attackers, then that's when we'll see if we can continue in the same form as, as well as defensively and start scoring more goals. Then I think we become more of a threat. But yeah, as you said, it's it's hard to break into that top five, top six because you got players like you got teams like Newcastle and as you said, Brighton, um, and uh, <laughs> which just sounds crazy. Yeah, it really does. And yeah. you know, Villa and all these teams that are that are trying to do the same thing. But for us, how I see, it, anyways, I take I take a game at a time, literally game at a time. It's a long season. Um, Villa annoyed me that game we faced them so uh, this early on the season was beating them and then in the 93rd minute the penalty was given and we crumbled like that um but we've we've we faced these sides and so far even against the top sides yes we didn't maybe pick up the points that we wanted but we're not that we weren't that far off like in terms of our style of play like in terms of trying to keep them quiet and then trying to hurt them on counter attack we weren't that far off with as, as well as missing key key players so for me, I'm looking at, look, if you want me to be brutally honest, I'm looking at this Burnley game saying, if we want to be a top 10 side, if you have a struggling Burnley side um, and you want to be serious this season, we'll see if Eze and Elise are back. We need to try to yeah. go there and win. That that yeah. should be, and I mean this with respect. Like, I, I, I like what company's doing. Um, I like what you lot are doing in terms of style of football. But for, for a, a side like Palace, if they do have them ambitions, I think, as you said, just like you, you want to try to beat Palace because they're not in that top bracket. And they're also, you know, not near the bottom bracket. So it'd be a nice win. So that's how I see this game as well. We need to start picking up more points now. Now that the 10 games have gone by, now that these players are coming back, We've got some favourable run-up games. I'm not saying easy because it can easily back back me and we can end up losing all three or all, all three or five of our next games. But we now is the time to get serious and pick up more points. That's how I see it, Joe. And if we do, then um top ten should be the minimum aim because we have got some players there that we've that's been mentioned for fees around 50 to 40 to 60 million pounds. So if you have them kind of quality in your team, then you have to show it on the pitch. Yeah, no, it's understandable, mate. Um, I think even if we played Sheffield United this weekend, they'd be going, we can win this. It's Burnley, we can win this. So I, I, complete, I completely get that. Um, we, we've mentioned it briefly. You said you've had injury crises. Mm. Crisis is even a word. Uh, an injury crisis is getting a little bit better now and, and there's not as many players missing. Um, but you have briefly mentioned Elise and Eze. I'm just currently on premierinjuries.com uh, and they've got a potential re re return date for Elise this Saturday, potential re return date for, for Eze this Saturday, a potential re return date for Mitchell this Saturday. Um, what's the latest with all of them, please? So, yes, before we started recording, uh, news broke out that they're back in training, um, which is good, which is a positive indicator, because <laughs> honestly, no, I missed Elise. <laughs> Remember, Elise was meant to go to Chelsea, and last minute, that deal... Like we managed to make him sign another contract. Like since then, we haven't seen him play because he's been out injured. Like literally from preseason till till now. So we don't know if Eze 
or Elise is going to play. But knowing how things have been going, knowing Roy Hodgson, if they have a chance to play, I think they will play and they should play. Because our attack stinks. It's as simple as that. I mean, what do you expect from Jeffrey Schlupp, Odson Edward and Jordan Ayew as you're attacking three? It's, it's terrible. It's scary. Um, and yeah. on top of that, Will Hughes playing as a number 10. So, look, we, we do need them players back. There is a chance that they will be back for this game. But I guess it depends on how what's the chances of them playing and getting injured again. If it's high, then I don't think we'll yeah. risk them. But then again, with Elise, I with Eze and Elise, I don't think it's, it's I don't think that's the case. I, I do think they will feature if they have a chance um against Burnley, which will be significant for us. That's a big shame. That is a big shame. Um, it's just just have a look. Just have a look. Uh, Hodgson, if you're watching this, I know you're a big fan of Turfcast. Just give him another <laughs> week. Just give him another week. That's the point. Is but now I see why you've only scored eight goals because when you mentioned that front four, I, I would back our front four over the course of a season to get to get. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that, what I'm that, saying. That is yeah. but, but but if you add Eze and Elise to that, yeah, like, that changes. It suddenly becomes so much better. Yeah. And then also we've got um, our Zaha replacement, Franca, who came off the bench in the last two games. This is, I don't want to go off a tangent, but Roy Hodgson, basically, the fans are getting onto Roy Hodgson for his comments over the past two games because it's weird. We've lost the past two games, but he's blaming it on the younger substitutes who, when we have come on the pitch, we have scored goals and we've looked like a better side. So he's got this agenda yeah. against younger players. I don't know why. I don't know what they've done to him. Um, but for example, he, he's he been out injured as well, Franca, um, who we got from Flamingo, who's linked with Newcastle and Chelsea as well for 20 million. And he's been picking up more minutes um, as the weeks go by. So maybe he could feature a bit more in this game as well. But it depends on Roy Hodgson. Then again, if he has comments like that towards these younger players, then... France, it might be a bit too early for him to start. But look, our attack, our attacking free is definitely not what it should be. Um, and if these players do come back, if they're fit enough and if they show Roy what they can do, then yeah, that will definitely change and we, we should improve. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, you mentioned Roy Hodgson there, obviously a uh, Palace manager for quite a long time. Now, he even had a bit of a break in the middle and came back. Um, mm. I remember Roy being quite similar to our former manager, Sean Dyche, mm. where he plays in a low block, um, but uh, you know, and then will, he will use the pace that your players have and try and hit teams on the counter-attack. That's where he differs from, from Dyche, whereas Dyche will be more um, focused on, on set pieces and things like that, and, and, and a good press, to be fair. I think Sean Dyche gets some stick, but his teams can press quite well. Uh, whereas, whereas I think you'd sit back and hit teams on the counter with the pace. Uh, is that mm. still the style that you try and play with under Hodgson? Yes, it is. Um, but then again, 
I'm curious to see if that will continue. The reason why I'm saying that is when he came back last season for the last 10 games, we were playing some fantastic football. Um, mm. And it shocked me. Um, Eze was on a pitch, at least it was on a pitch, attacking football. We were pressing teams up high, um, getting results, scoring goals, still solid defensively. Um, so it's fantastic. But now, of course, we're coming... As the games go by, you lose that momentum for Patrick Vieira. You lose what he had as a core in terms of how you are in possession, out of possession, yeah. in possession. And of course, there were some things that weren't working out. That's why we didn't win a game for like three months and we're struggling to score goals. But Hodgson came back and changed it. But now, this season, he did go back to a bit more, let's be sort of defensively, try, let's try hit teams on a counter. But... Is that a result of not having the players to hit teams on the counter? That's why you just want to be solid defensively. When I mentioned yeah. Eze Elise missing and some of these other key players, Lerma was missing in a few games as well. Um, Joe Ward, who I don't think he is a big miss, but he was out. So Clang was playing. Um, so Edward also out injured in certain points. Roy Hodgson was out for the Villa game. So it's not even players. <laughs> Our manager was out for one game as well. So I wonder whether we've gone back to that low block approach due to the fact that, you know, we've we've missed a few players. So, against Burnley, I think it'll be interesting to see what we do, Joe, because you will be keeping the ball. Um, we know that. We know that you'd like to have possession. Um, and I wonder, because you said that you do struggle at times when, when teams press you. I wonder if you do go back to, like, a mid-block or a bit high up the pitch and try to press you a bit more, because we have seen that side of Roy Hodgson, just not enough, um, as of recently, anyways. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm just looking back, actually, at some of our last games, because I know I said on um, your show that we did before this is that Burnley and Palace have had some classics. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot the last time we played uh, at the turf was actually a really good game as well, wasn't it? 3-3. Uh, Maxwell yeah. Corner scored a screamer of a volley. I think I think, I think, I think five of those goals was in the first half. Uh, just quickly looking at it, now it is. Um, but, yeah, we've had, had some really good games down the years. And I, I always remember one um, from... I think it was the early 2000s like we went 2 0 up quite early on it might have been the late 2000s actually like 2008 2009 somewhere like that i can't remember exactly but we went 2 0 up quite early on and then you come back and won 3 2 i think that was i think it's that long ago 2008 that no, no, i said recently that was that was the premier league era I, I was at that game it was burning away it was when dwight gale scored i think um i think it's 15 16 season it might have been 15, i think I, I think I think this is I think this is the pro this is what I'm going to expand on to. I think there's one I was going back so long. Dougie Freeman actually got the hat trick, and, and I think <laughs> yeah, it's happened since then. As well. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. 2003. So Robbie Robbie Blake scored for Burnley in the 11th minute. Uh, oh no, it, it weren't. Oh, sorry, you scored first. Actually, I'm talking rubbish. Yeah. Then we come back to two one. Then you pulled it back to three two. But yeah, then there's these other ones as well where we've gone two nil up and you've come back. But I remember one of my favourite games in the recent years is. I think it's this one, fifth of November, twenty sixteen. If if that one's a cor correct one, yeah, What's it is. So so three two to Burnley. Okay. We get an early goal through Sandbox. Then we get another one through Goodmanson, who's still at the club actually. Uh, and then you come back, Connor Wickham in the sixtieth minute, Ben Teke with a penalty in the eighty first minute. Then we're all fuming, but Ashley Barnes scores an absolute. Well, it wasn't even a screamer. It was a well worked team <laughs> goal and a tapping. Uh, but it's one of them. It's just just scenes in it, but. I'm expecting, because Burnley Palace have always had good games, have always had good games, I've always liked the Burnley Palace games, and now that Burnley play in a different way, mm. I'm expecting... Goals. <laughs> I'm expecting goals, um, <laughs> but I've just remembered, obviously, my, my, my prediction isn't anything like that. I'm expecting maybe free-flowing, 
but without maybe the goals because both teams are struggling. Yeah, exactly. We're both struggling. That's the funny thing. We both scored what? Eight goals each? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, both eight yeah. each, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm saying goals, but let's just say this. We're expecting chances to be created. <laughs> yeah. But no one maybe maybe struggling to finish them off. But yeah, look, Burnley and Palace, when you... Okay, let, let's break it down like this. When you think of Burnley versus Palace, I'm thinking, as a neutral, I'd think, all right, I'm not watching that. Like, yeah. all your, I'm not watching Burnley. It's not, it doesn't sound exciting as a game, right? Burnley versus Palace, like as a neutral. But when you look at Burnley versus Palace, the results and some of the games that we've had, they're thrillers. There's some like yeah. fantastic stories to be written up from all type of games. I mean, the one that we came back 3-2, the one that, you know, it was 2 all, then you lot won 3. Like, there's always classics. There's like, There are goals in Burnley versus Palace. So I'll be honest, Joe, I know I put, well, we talk about prediction, but I, I didn't predict the highest scoring game. It could be like it could Neither be another wild <laughs> game because of how we both play and how open you are. Um, how you might try to you might leave some spaces in behind as you try to break yeah. break us down. Um, it could be another like a classic game or like two to three goals. It could, but then again, it could go both ways and it could end up nil nil as well because we're both struggling to score goals. But there is that element that you know I I would be surprised if it's not an exciting game. That's yeah, what no, I'm surprised I agree. about. I think it should I agree. be an exciting game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Burnley Palace games are always good games. E- even even when we went to your place and had like a basic 2-0 win, uh, I think in like 2016, it was so significant for us because like that was the game that sort of propelled us to safety. Yeah. And I remember, I, I didn't actually go to that one. I remember watching it in my mate's room just being buzzing. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. There's some good games. Before we get into predictions and stuff like that, I do want to talk to you because it's always good to get the thoughts of people who've, not watched Burnley for a while or not played against Burnley for a while. Obviously, you got you yourself, mm-hmm. you've not been on the podcast for a couple of years due to the relegation and things like that. What are your thoughts on what Burnley have done? Because Burnley couldn't be any more different from when you last faced them. Like they obviously yeah. got rid of Dyche, brought in a different manager that plays in a different style, you know, a, a, a worldwide name in Vincent Company. People were shocked that Burnley could attract him. But I remember a few years ago, I went on a Liverpool podcast and they said to me, if 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 Dyche left, who would you want in? And I said, well, I'm not going to give a specific name, but somebody, and, and, and people are going to say, you wanted this guy. I didn't want this guy. I wanted a name like this. But somebody like Steven Gerrard, who's turned out to be a terrible manager, I admit that. Yeah. But like somebody with a big name who could attract good players. And that's mm. exactly what company is. Um, and now we're playing a certain way. And we've got a different ethos and things like that. And um, yeah, I just, want, I just want to get your thoughts on, on what Burnley have done and are continuing to try and do just to, to completely change like the mentality surrounding the club. Yeah, I mean, Burnley, it's, uh, for, for Paddy's fans that haven't watched Burnley or just anyone who don't, haven't watched Burnley since you, know, you went down and got back up, I think everyone will be shocked about Burnley. Uh, because it's not what you expect. It's not the old Burnley of, you know, Sean Dashball, um, you know, playing for set pieces, solid defensively. It's an exciting Burnley, but has it been working so far? And people are naturally going to be asking those questions. Has it been working? Um, should you play the style of football in the Premier League with the players that you've got? I don't agree with that. You know, you have your style. That style worked in the Championship. You've, you're adapting to the Premier League. You've only played 10 games. Yes, you're going to have hiccups along the way, but you will pick up points eventually. Hopefully not against Palace, but you will pick up points <laughs> uh, along the way because, you know, some of these players, they don't have Premier League experience. Your manager, of course, Premier League uh, legend, but he's not 
in, in terms of managerial experience, he doesn't have that, you know, that pedigree in the Premier League. So he's adapting to it as well by the by the week, uh, playing against different sides. So I think Burnley have a project going on. And even if the worst was to happen, you was to go down, I'll say still stick with company. You've seen it in the past yeah, with Dash. You've been relegated with yeah. Dash as well. And you got promoted and you've had some sort of season. I mean, Burnley's played in Burnley's played uh, European football. Let's not forget that. And that was under Dash. So I think you just have to be patient. I think patience is important because you could easily get rid of uh, Vincent Company, and you could go better. You could have a more experienced Premier League manager, but it could also go worse. And then you might end up playing negative football again, end up getting relegated and start that whole process again because I yeah. doubt Company would come back after you sacking him. Um, yeah. So so you have to be careful because we done that with Vieira and we had to make a decision. I was absolutely fuming at the time. Uh, but for example, with Vieira in the first season was fantastic. In the second season, it wasn't as great, and I think that's down to experience. So with company, it, it could it could come down to that. Maybe he's not experienced enough in the Premier League. But I think ten games is still too early. You have to wait till 15, 20, and then afterwards, if it's still bad and horrible, uh, and let's say you're losing three or four nil every game, then yes, sack him. But if it's if you have a, something. Um, to hold on to, then I would say just go all the way with company because we saw it with, I mean, with Forrest last year as well, with Cooper. They they stuck with Cooper, they ended up staying up and a lot of, you know, the ownership was questioning it, but the fans wanted him. So I think you got a project going on. Stick with that project, even if it means that you go down because you've he's proven himself in the championship and then he's learning. Remember, he's learning. He's still a very young manager. He's learning along the way and you can bring in a manager that's, I don't know, 10, 20 years older, but you're not going to, you're not going to have a long-term plan under him. So if I was you, I'll, I'll stick with him for now. Yeah, I agree. Stick by him for me, even if we get relegated, unless obviously we get relegated, battered every single week, like you say, but even if we yeah. get relegated, stick by him, continue the project, trust the process, all the cliches will come out, um, exactly. but it needs to be done. It needs to be done. Um, and you perfect example there. We've done it already as a football club. We stuck with Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche was a better manager because of it and Burnley were in a stronger position because of it. That mm. will be the same again with Vincent Company. But we do need to improve it. We need to see some signs of improvement, hopefully, starting at the weekend. Let's get into some um, predictions of how we think the game will go and stuff like that and then score lines. Um, I'm expecting Burnley to have a lot of the ball you sitting back and then trying to hit us on the counter. If you have, uh, like obviously, Elise and Eze, Eze coming back, then I think I think you will get some joy against us with the pace, uh, if I'm honest, because the midfield just completely is missing in action for the majority of of the season so far. And I think you'll them quality players will pick off them gaps that we're leaving if, if them players are there. But if them players aren't there, you fill me with a little bit of hope. Like the negativity coming from your side about that front four, as Phil be with, maybe they can't hit us on the counter. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still expecting a free-flowing attacking football from Burnley, Palace hitting us on the counter uh, and doing it very well if the players are there. But I'm going to go for 1-1. What about you, mate? I'm going to go for 1-0 Palace. Um, I just think defensively, We've been we've been very good. I'm expecting that to continue against Burnley as well. Uh, we've tried to keep a lot of teams quiet as possible. Yeah. Um, along uh, throughout the season, and it has worked. And you know, I think we've got four clean sheets. I know in nine games it might not sound that great, but four and nine is, is still solid. I think. Um, so we've been very good defensively, and if we get Eze and Elise back as well, I think that will tip it. But even if we don't, look, if we don't, I think it would be like a nil nil. But if we do that, I can see us edging it 1-0. And I, as I said, I mean, it's with respect. Like, with Palace, we're, we should be looking at this game thinking, 
you know, we need to try our best to win. Try our best to win because if you win, that'll be absolutely terrible for us. That's the side that's below us, picking on more points, get closer to us. But of course, you're looking at Palace, looking at our front four, thinking maybe they don't have enough in attack, so we could get results. So for me, I'm going to go for one nil. I'm going to go for one nil Palace. Um, it should be an exciting game. We should be able to hurt you on the counter. Uh, but as in as they and Elisa coming back, that will be significant if they do start anyway, because then yeah, our bench gets stronger um, as well. Um, so we do have more options coming off uh, coming off the bench if it doesn't work out and if they're not 100% fit. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree with that. Um, and you say there, you think four clean sheets out of like 10 isn't too great, but it, it is actually quite great. We've got zero. Zero mm-hmm. clean sheets so far in the league this season. Um, mm-hmm. There is a big debate surrounding the goalkeeper at the minute uh, and we'll see. We'll see. I, I will just point out before we do end the show, I have recorded this on Wednesday before the Everton game. I'm oh, going to yeah. be setting off to Everton in a little bit. So if there's any massive injuries or any massive talking points in the Everton match that I haven't spoken about, that's why. Um, hopefully, we're, hopefully we're in the next round of the Cup. Sean Dyche has been sent packing crying and we've all been loving company again. Um, but we'll see. But if there's anything missed from the Everton match that I haven't spoken about, I apologise. It's because I've recorded this before the Everton game because I'm working on Thursday and Friday, so I won't have a chance to do it. But, Dee, just before we wrap everything up, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and digest some of your content? Yeah, back of the nest on all your usual platforms, YouTube, um, X now, I was going to say Twitter, um, Instagram, and every, basically everywhere, TikTok, uh, back of the nest, Crystal Pass fan channel. We have, we've got you as well for our preview, so make sure yep. to check it out, people. Yeah, definitely do. D is one of the OGs. He's been around uh, for, for a while. Like I said, the people that were watching the podcast when we first started around four or five years ago, whenever it was, we'll, we'll, we'll remember D. It's always good to see you again, mate, and I'm sure we'll link up later on in the season. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully you stay up, man. Hopefully you stay up. I, I, I was devastated yeah. when you lot got relegated because <laughs> it's always a pleasure <laughs> talking to you. I know both our teams are basically struggling all the time, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like we're always on the same boat, just struggling. So yeah, man, hopefully you lot stay up this season and, and yeah, um, Apart from Saturday, hopefully the rest of your season goes well. <laughs> yeah, good to say you've just you've just nicked my sound off, line. I always say that. I always say, well, good luck for the rest of the season, mate. But after Saturday, <laughs> I learned it. I learned it from more than four or five years of talking. <laughs> oh, <no> yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.